many of us ever know what it is to become the perfect version of ourselves? This is Decoding Superhuman with your host, Boomer Anderson. Superhumans, welcome back. Can I just say, I absolutely love hosting this podcast. I get to speak with some of the smartest people in the world in my favorite industry, which I'm going to call human performance. Not only that, I've been getting a lot of great feedback from you guys lately about certain guests that you want to have back on, about certain things that you'd like to change, do better, etc. And my aim is to provide you the best information from the best sources all around the world. I'm unbiased in terms of geography. I live here in Europe, but I travel quite a bit, so it's great. And again, thank you for tuning in. Today's guest is someone that I would classify as one smart cookie. His name is Hans Ng, and he's the president and CEO of Ng3 Corporation. That's E-N-G-3 Corporation, which is a Seattle-based company that produces applied biophysics technology for the U.S. and international markets. What exactly does that all mean? Well, Hans has 32 years of experience with advanced medical technologies, and that includes working for Johnson & Johnson in Europe and the formation, growth, and successful sale of a German medical implant company. Hans has deep experience in research and development, production, and quality assurance for medical devices. His medical engineering degree from the University of Applied Sciences at Berlin, combined with his background in material science and proteomics, enabled Hans to develop patented technology that underlies the Eng3's famous NanoV product. And the NanoV is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So what do we get into? What did Hans and I get into? Because as I mentioned, he is one smart cooking. You're definitely going to want to stick it out for this episode. We talk about what is fourth phase water and bring up the man, the myth, the legend, Gerald Pollack here and Hans's very close relationship with him. We talk about what benefits does fourth phase water have to the average person, including reduction in oxidative stress, etc. And why Super Bowl winning quarterback Nick Foles uses one pretty much every day. We talk about how to truly identify fourth phase products because there is a lot of fraud out there. So be careful, folks. But Hans, again, is a wealth of information. We delve into everything from really fourth phase to proteomics, etc. And it was a fascinating conversation for me. The show notes for this one are at decodingsuperhuman.com slash nanov. That's N-A-N-O-V-I. And if you want to find more on Hans, as well as Eng3 or Eng3 Corp, you can go to Eng3 Corp, that's E-N-G-3 Corp.com or their Eng3 Corp on Instagram. Before we get into the podcast, however, if you do have an interest in buying one of these devices, please feel free to get in touch with me. I'll give you all the details, but also another alternative is to really just get in touch with Hans. Just tell him I sent you. And now, on with the podcast. Hans, welcome to the show. Hello, Boomer. Thank you for having me. You know, I I mentioned this earlier, and it's no secret. This is a conversation I've been looking forward to all day long. And Hans, I must say, I, I had an interesting experience with the Nanovi, uh, which we'll be talking about today, at Paleo FX. And me and my friend Bob Troya, also known as Quantified Bob, have been speaking about it quite a bit ever since. Uh, so thank you for giving us the, the tour of the Nanovi at the Paleo FX. Thank you, Boomer. It was very interesting to meet you there and a lot of other experts 
of your field and um, looking forward that I have a chance now to, to this interview with you. Great. So why don't we get started with, with your background, Hans, because coming from the engineering world into creating what is effectively fourth phase water nanovi, if you don't mind connecting the dots for me, how did it transpire? Um, basically, uh, everything what we know about fourth phase or ordered water is physics. Some people also call it chemistry. It is an overlapping area. So um, fundamental biology, fundamental natural science. As an engineer, we are trying to apply this knowledge into technology and to bring it to our benefit. My important part was in this range that my background as an engineer is material science. And as a material scientist, I started to work in the implant industry, developing special surfaces for implants, mm-hmm. every metal components that you can implant into the body. It was an essential part for us to understand the cell biology because uh, matching tissue at the implants were always uh, important when you design surfaces. So um, that was a part when I got involved in cell biology, especially in the part of material science in cell biology. And for material science, the content of the cells are proteins. There are thousands of different proteins in the cells. These are biomolecules. They have a slightly different binding energy than the molecules that we know from metal, plastic, glass, and those things. Mm -hmm. So they have weaker bindings, but they are molecules. And they underlie the same physics in a lot of regards than other molecules too. So for me, that was the first exposure to these molecules. The next one was the growing information, the growing knowledge about the damaging effects and the damaging process of those proteins in the last 70 years, which are unavoidable, those damages caused by oxidative stress Mm -hmm. and how they fall. And also the knowledge that in biology, this damage has to be repaired very fast, otherwise the biological system will not survive. So as more oxidative stress exposure you have, and that is usually very strongly in connection to your performance levels, physical and mentally, as more damage you accumulate and as more the body has to repair, as fast as the body has to repair to work. And that is now the fourth phase of water coming into play. Biology in the last 20 years, in the last 20 years, we found out that the fourth phase of water, or this ordered water, is an essential part for the last molecular building process, that is the protein folding process in the cells. Mm -hmm. If that is not there, protein do not fold, can execute their function. So we applied all this knowledge of the fourth phase of water, basically to design a device that helps the biological system, like us humans, to combat faster, to counterbalance faster the damages that we accumulate through oxidative stress. Before we get too deep in it, how would you describe the Nano-V to someone who hasn't seen one? And of course, I'll link to this in the show notes, which will be found at decodingsuperhuman.com slash Nano-V, that's N-A-N-O-V-I. But how would you describe it uh, to someone who has not seen the device before? The size of the device is a small printer, so, yeah, desktop size, you put it on a table, uh, you have to connect it to power. And on the side of the device is a gooseneck, a flex arm. This flex arm, you can bend in all your uh, possible directions. And out of the flex arm is an airstream that has to blow into your face, into your mouth and nose area. 
optionally, you could use an attached uh, nasal cannula. Uh, then you have a little bit more freedom to move your head. Otherwise, you have to pay attention that your mouse dose area is in the airstream that is coming out. But that's all. A little monitor is on it uh, that shows that the device is on, how many minutes are running or um, still running for your treatment and that is basically everything on top of it, it's a small water container that includes distilled water because we have to create humidity that we treat in the device so that the airflow will blow little water droplets which have a very thick layer of easy water of the fourth phase of water on its surface so that it can touch and reach your mucous membrane. So these drops of easy water reach our mucous membrane. So why don't we do a little bit of a deeper dive on the easy water? Uh, how does this exactly work in our cells? Because you touched a little bit on the protein folding, but I think there are many people that are going to be listening to this and saying, whoa, fourth phase, they may not have read Gerald Pollock's work, they may not have seen your device. Do you mind going into that just a little bit more? We have for the same physical product, we have different names. We can call it fourth phase, like Gerald Pollock, with whom we work together. We can work, call it easy water, that is the short name for exclusion zone water, or we can call it ordered water. Everything is regarded to each other. The exclusion zone is denser packed because of a higher order of the water molecules. Now they are closer together. As a result, when those kind of material attributes are changing so much that we can have different phase, and that is why it is called fourth phase. We have a higher density, we have a different electricity, we have a different absorption spectrum. So the water is actually, when it is in the ordered state, in a kind of different phase, the fourth phase. We can see it and it is being used in biological system for a very important process and that is for the protein folding process. To your question, in the cells, in aerobic systems, that means biological systems that are metabolizing oxygen and therefore creating free radicals, there's always a very active oxygen free radical being produced. Excited oxygen has to emit the excitation energy. That is an electromagnetic energy, which is, and that is a very interesting thing, which is absorbable by water. Water does not have the transparency for this electromagnetic energy, like for blue, green, or anything like this. It is an invisible wavelength, but water absorbs it. As a result, water builds on its surface higher density of the water molecules. So in the cells, when this kind of electromagnetic energy is emitted by a free radical, this higher dense water is built on all surfaces which are connected in the cell. That means all the proteins which are floating in the cells, the building surfaces, are being surrounded by this fourth phase of water. That is an important step now for the proteins. The last process of the molecular structuring is a folding process. That is a change of entropy. A low-ordered entropy is when the protein is unfolded, is not in his final stage. The change from low entropy, from low order to higher order, this entropy change, is possible when is a low-ordered product is being surrounded by a higher-ordered media. 
which is in this case the water. And the layers are big enough for a specific protein molecule. The molecule will switch over, will change its state from unordered to ordered, and the water molecule around the protein will lose their order. So that is a very fast process that it takes only nanoseconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The energy is being emitted by a free radical. Very fast, the higher order, the fourth phase of water is being created around proteins. And in a very fast and a nanosecond step, the protein will kick, fold, and the water will lose its order. And that is an ongoing process that we need to have good performance in our cells and basically healthy cells. And so as a result, if this protein folding process is sort of slowed down or handicapped in any sort of way that can lead to uncontrollable oxidative stress and hence inflammation do i have that right yes okay we have a lot of possibilities to to recognize the accumulation of damages we should not forget that our body the human body is made out of minimum 900,000 different proteins. Mm -hmm. Most of the proteins we have no clue about. We know something about 30,000, but more than 850,000 proteins, we have no clue about what they are, what they do, and where they perform. But whenever one of those proteins is losing its function, we will run into a problem. Some of these problems we know, we call them chronic diseases, we call them fatigue, we call them loss of performance, or we also can say we simply are aging yeah, by losing uh, protein functions because we accumulate more and more damage. By helping the body to regenerate and to repair those damages, we would slow down the process of losing optimal functions. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And in some cases, we actually can reinstall functions that we lost and we perform better, we feel better, we are better. If you look at a lot of the lectures that Gerald Pollack gives, he talks a lot about the role of light in this and how light sort of, I guess, and correct me if I'm wrong here, light splits the water molecule. The water molecule, the negative side of it, attracts to a hydrophilic cellular membrane, so to speak, and that creates potential energy within the cell. There's a role of light in here. How does the absence of light or sunlight impact this? Does it impact protein folding definitively or is it, am I off? We, we have to look at uh, these different things that we are talking in science, uh, mm. the different locations. Yeah? Mm. So one thing is, is the wavelengths that are, are absorbable by water are in different areas. Mm. Yeah? So the wavelengths that I introduced and talked in the beginning that is emitted by an excited oxygen atom, yeah, that is a wavelength that is permanently emitted inside our body, mm-hmm. which is actually also one of the wavelengths that we are using with our device. And then we have wavelengths that is emitted by the sunlight and that is able to transfer to our skin yeah, and then is being absorbed in the cells in the water yeah, which are close to the skin. Usually when we talk in this field about electromagnetic energy that is absorbed, we are using the term light. Yeah? Even if a lot of these electromagnetic energy is not visible, yeah? but we call it light because it's better understandable for the public what mm-hmm. we are talking about. The sun is always emitting 
this specific energy that we produce in our body. It's mm -hmm. part of the spectrum. Yeah? And when it hits the water molecule or the cells, the cells are, uh, the water is absorbing it and is done doing a lot of different things. It creates this fourth phase of water. Like I mentioned in the beginning, the fourth phase of water has a lot of different attributes. One of the things, for example, it is negative charged. Because the electron, because the molecules have to move closer together, mm -hmm. they are pressing the negative charged electron to their surface. Mm -hmm. So at the end, we build a negative charge on the surface of the exclusion zone. And that has a lot of effect in other things. That is why we are negative charged. That is why our cells are negative charged when we measure it. Yeah? And why certain kind of processes, like a kind of pumping process, yeah? It's possible now to, to observe and to explain why that happens in biological systems. Thank you for taking me through that because I, I just wanted to clarify and you did a great job of doing that. So thank you. Let's talk about the Nano V. The process that I went through was, you know, I, I may have hogged some time there in Austin, but I, I went through sort of a 15 minute uh, charge where I was breathing in this, what I'll, for lack of a better term, call humidifier type water into my my nose and mouth for 15 to 20 minutes do you mind just walking through that process sort of why it's that amount of time and what's going on internally in terms of the benefits on the exhibition you saw the, the most potent device that we have in our production yeah? we use this most potent device because 15 minutes is even at the exhibition, a long time for a visitor to spend at one exhibitor. Yeah? And therefore, we have only the most potent devices. Yeah? The time that the devices used is basically in regard to uh, the condition of the user. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Some people can use the high-end device not for even five minutes. They can feel it. And uh, the impact could create a kind of um, dizziness, yeah? lightness. Yeah? Other people could say after they're using the long, the high-end device for half an hour, oh, I don't really feel anything. Yeah? Uh, it depends on what kind of state you are and how in tune you are with your body. As more likely you have a stress level, like I said, a physical or mental stress level, as more likely you will feel this in a very short time. Uh, after the initial time of maybe one week, that will or should fade away because repair happens. You will not recognize the repair in those areas. Yeah? It's now only a question how fast you damage your body again. So that would be necessary for another repair. The, the use of time for the device cannot be overdone. If you have the time and you would take a, like a, take a nap, you can sleep with it. You can use it several times per day. Uh, that you cannot over-repair a system. You can only very nicely maintain a constant, improved or assistant repair process. Mm -hmm. When you're breathing this in, and it, it is repairing, but can we walk through just sort of how it's repairing? It's negating oxidative stress. Is that right? Yeah. Oxidative stress causes the damage mainly on proteins. So these guys are not now functioning anymore. The body tried to produce enough easy water by itself through more oxidative stress generation to counterbalance the damages and to initiate the repair. So with nano we, we produce the same easy water on the surface of droplets, which are very thick surfaces, yeah, and we 
push these with the airstream to your mucous membrane. Mm -hmm. When you inhale it, the higher amount of easy water on the droplets and the lower amount of the easy water of your droplets that you are made out yeah, will balance out. These droplets will hand over some of the easy water. Yeah? That is a change of energy. It's almost a kinetic energy exchange. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there's a game that you can find sometimes on desks where the metal boards are hanging on a, on a string and you lift one on the left side, you let it loose, and then it goes through a chain of different boards, but only the last one will move. Yeah? So this kind of uh, kinetic energy uh, transfer happens then in the body. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And that is uh, why it only has to touch our mucous membrane and will, it will cascade through our entire body. Reducing oxidative stress, a uh, very important benefit that everybody's going to get. Now, you mentioned some of the people that have used this in terms of athletes and other people. A lot of the, the listeners here are more of the executive high-stress, high-performer types. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's a benefit there for negating and sort of offsetting oxidative stress, but you've had some interactions with some very interesting people and I'm pointing towards the Philadelphia land because there's a decent crowd of people from Philadelphia that listen to this podcast. Are you able to comment with some of the, the clients that you've had use and continue to use the NanoV? Yeah, we can easily uh, divide this in three blocks of users. Yeah? One of the user is the group, mainly older people who accumulated damages and these damages are manifesting themselves in chronic disorders. Yeah? Chronic disorders are mainly caused by oxidative stress damage. That is a group that accumulated a lot of damage. The body was not able to balance it out. And with our technology, we help them to reduce their problems. Yeah? So um, the second group is the entire, we call it, yeah, wellness or prevention group. Uh, these are people which usually um, high educated or better educated understand things like Pollock books, yeah, like fourth phase of water that is out for 20 years. They know those things and they are looking forward to prevent damages, to avoid damages and keep their system how that is right now. Good, in shape, healthy, healthy aging and constantly performing. And uh, the other group these are these athletes, and these athletes are, from the viewpoint of oxidative stress, not only sports athletes. Yeah? So everybody who thinks, everybody who has a high mental performance to do every day is an athlete, but they are doing it with their head. So they are running a marathon with their head, with their brain every day, because they are accumulating for their thought process and for their activities the same amount of oxygen like a marathon runner. The only thing is oxidative stress happens, in this case, in the head. As an effect, you can lose a lot of functions which are essential for your life, but which are based and initiated basically in your head. Mm -hmm. A lot of things are hormones, uh, certain kind of enzymes that are related to behavior, your sleep, a lot of things from your autonomic nerve system yeah, are getting affected by damages in those areas. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because we have more and more demand from our environment to become athletes in the mental area, mm -hmm. yeah, we see that more and more people out of this group are using this technology, not only on themselves, they also, because it's so easy to use, so short to use, they can share it 
and we see that it is being a tool for corporate wellness yeah where people actually also take it into the companies yeah shared with a lot of colleagues yeah mm-hmm. and have all the benefits from this device every day so i could bring it in my office share it with my colleagues over at the the we work down the street and everybody should be thanking me because we've enhanced their longevity right <laughs> you're right if you if you have a place where you go every day or several times per week yeah that could be your fitness uh your health center or such a thing maybe you can find it there and they installed it there yeah, so that you can use it more on a regular basis the device is not necessarily only in the price range of um, of an, uh, a smartphone yeah. yeah it's a little bit more expensive um, but when you can share it and it should last for many many years 10 years and more yeah um, then it should be easy to share and have completely full benefit for you. So you mentioned earlier that you do, you converse with Dr. Pollock, right? And a lot of the concern I have coming out of the easy water world is there's some products out there that say they are, but aren't really. You mentioned at PaleoFX that you're doing some work on getting this uh, easy water sort of certification. Do you mind commenting on that? If you are in an area in the market, in a product area that is so new and that is something that you cannot feel and not taste, you have to work together with the scientists. You have to be there to exchange and constantly to learn what is the newest thing. And we are doing it since years. We are on the important conferences with scientists. We work with a lot of universities worldwide. And I personally know a lot of very leading scientists in this area, not only Professor Pollock. Vladimir Velkov is one uh, guy from Russia who made amazing research and results since the last um, 30, 40 years in the proteomic, in the protein folding process. Yeah? For us, one part is you have to prove that you produce easy water yeah? because we see it too. Yeah? There are companies out who are saying, oh, we can bottle easy water and you buy it in the shop. Yeah? I say, come on, read, read the science paper. You cannot bottle easy water. Yeah? Yeah. Easy water has only a certain lifetime. Yeah? And there's a lot of possibility to break easy water and you have nothing else in bulk water again. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that is out there. Yeah, uh, But we would like to also to push the envelope in the science always a little bit forward together with scientists. Yeah? And in our case, we work together with a group in Italy and they actually were able to prove and to certify that we produce easy water that comes out of our device. Yeah? Mm-hmm. The quality and the quantity is possible to prove. Yeah? And by pushing it a little bit, maybe we can see that certain kind of standards are being implemented in the industry. Yeah? That you can uh, prove or you have to prove to your consumers yeah, that you're actually doing it, what you're writing on it. Yeah. A key takeaway for people, I guess, would be if it says it's bottled easy water, it's probably not bottled easy water. Is that right? It's probably not bottled easy water. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because on, only to, to follow a certain kind of process doesn't mean that you have the end result. Yeah, The simplification of those books like, oh, you only have to shine a certain electromagnetic energy on water and then you have easy water uh, jumps 
over a lot of chapters in the book where it says, yeah. but yeah, you have to follow this and this and this. <laughs> so uh, I had the pleasure of experiencing the higher end model of the the 15 minute or 20 minute uh, nano V experience. Do you mind just talking about the other models that are available? Each other model is half the performance of the previous one. Mm -hmm. yeah? So you use the EXO one and we say if you use the X1 15 minutes, that is comparable with the Pro, Nano V Pro, 30 minutes use. And that is the Pro is equivalent with one hour use of the smallest device, the Nano V Eco. So Eco one hour, Pro 30 minutes, EXO 50 minutes. Yeah? Each of the device you can use as long as you want. Yeah? Uh, these 15, 30, and 60 minutes are only a differentiator of the performance levels of these different devices. Mm -hmm. And just a general guideline, do you have general recommendations for people on how you mentioned there's no limit to how often you can use it, but just mm -hmm. what would be good practices? Let's say I had a sort of lab, if you will, that I could go to and play with all of these devices, and one of them was the Nano V. How often should I yeah. be going uh, to mm -hmm. that lab? Generally, if you could do it every day, it would be perfect, and you would be on a level like companies or private people would do it. Yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, if you have only a possibility to go to a location and you have to make time for it and make the time after the damaging event. So if you increased your oxidative stress more than usual, then go and repair or assist somebody to repair and recover faster. So that could be after a sport event, after running a marathon on a weekend, uh, after making a test at, uh, for an exam or anything like this, where you use a lot of mental work yeah? mm -hmm. or, or any other thing, then you would do the best thing when you do it. It's the same thing like uh, in clinics, in medical clinics where they do treatments that could uh, or will introduce more oxidative stress, like oxygen treatments, like hyperbaric chamber treatments. Yeah? They're using this uh, nano-V treatments and after they did the oxygen-induced treatment. Mm -hmm. If I'm gonna set up my, my ideal workout, the nano-V is gonna be my cool down effectively. Is that right? That would be perfect. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So uh, we've covered a lot of ground here, Hans, and I really appreciate you taking me through all of the science that is fourth phase in the Nano V because it's fascinating to me how this works. And you mentioned that state of euphoria. I was in it after 10 minutes, but I just enjoyed it so much that I just sat there and kept, <laughs> uh, kept taking it in. But mm -hmm. in terms of... Uh, Final two questions for you, and then I'm going to ask where people can find out more about the Nano V. But first question I have that I ask everybody is, what do you do to get yourself in a peak state of focus? We have the Nano devices here at the office. Okay. So everybody is using it. Uh, I have another very nice situation. I have in my little office here eight nano eight nano devices. Can yeah. you ship one to me? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> These are the one that we ship out. They are in the shipping department. Yeah. No, these devices are here uh, for long-term testing. Yeah? Okay. So they are running since several years. Yeah. So, but I have the benefit of having eight devices in my room constantly running. Wow. So you're constantly getting bombarded with e easy water. 
it is here in the environment. Next thing is we are located in Seattle here in the US. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So we have the benefit of having a little bit more humidity than a lot of other cities. Absolutely. Huh? It, it's rainy and wet here. Huh? So I do not have to sit with all these devices here directly in front of it. Huh? So with the high humidity that transfers uh, the easy water droplets better, yeah? I'm exposed to it constantly since years. Yeah? I know that I have a benefit out of it. I understand the biology. I do not have to feel it because I also do not feel when my DNA is being damaged. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I cannot feel it when it's being repaired. I do not feel it hurting when I age, yeah? <laughs> even if I look in the mirror and sometimes I can cry. Yeah? Um, but the understanding the biology is an important thing. Mm -hmm for me and that is why we are using it here before i get into my next question i imagine you can measure the effects of this by looking at inflammation markers right in doing a simple blood test yeah we did uh, that is part of uh, we are a medical device yeah so that's part of a medical evaluation evaluation to show that the effects really happen so we did double blind placebo controlled studies at universities we used for example inflammation markers as one of those markers that increase uh, around uh, 20% that improve around 20% as well as the detoxification of lactate after uh, lactate production and we see the same thing in the DNA repair uh, after DNA got uh, higher and used of damages by athletes for example. Yeah. So you're doing like an epigenetic analysis there? Uh, yeah, we that actually we are located in Seattle, but these tests were done in Vienna and in Berlin. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can easily put markers on DNA double strand breaks, yeah, and count or better digital systems today count how many breaks are there and how many are there after you use the device for a week. Yeah. Very cool. So comparison uh, measurement, a lot of things you can measure as long as your diagnosis technology is measuring a protein function yeah? and lots of diagnosis devices are measuring protein function. Yeah? Uh, oxygen saturation with a little oximeter on your finger measures the ability of your body to transport oxygen and to utilize it. Yeah? Uh, not only if the hemoglobin transports it and it works, yeah? it measures all proteins which are involved in the exchange of the oxygen. Mm -hmm. uh, you can measure the oxygen utilization. So by exhaling air, you can measure how much unused air you exhale. Yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, if your mitochondria are not producing enough cell energy, which is a protein function, you will inhale more unused oxygen because it's not being processed in your mitochondria. Uh, those devices are also called metabolic resting rate uh, sensors and those things. The heart rate variabilities, yeah? you need a good heart rate variability uh, tester and then you can see how your autonomic nerve system is being impacted by it. Yeah? So there are a lot of technologies today out there that measure protein function. Yeah? Underlying it is a protein function and then you can see how good you do with using this device. That's perfect. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you afterwards, but I would love to get those studies and just link to them in the show notes. But mm -hmm. final two questions from me. What is your favorite book on peak performance? My favorite book on peak performance? Aye. Or performance in general? 
Oof, that is different. My performance is always uh, more geared to the mental performance. Yeah. Oh, that's perfectly uh, fine. You can talk about those books too. <laughs> yeah. Um, that has more more things to do with understanding the biology. Yeah, understanding social development based on environment that is changing for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and adapting those changes. So, so that is more in in that direction. I do not have one specific book which I say, okay, that is favorite because like I said, it is, everything is in flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, another good book comes out and, and describes things. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of, lot of very interesting things in that area. Where can people go to find more about Eng3 and the Nano V? We have a website that is called eng3corp.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Or you type in Eng3 Nano V in any search engine, you will find us. We are located in Seattle. We are manage, uh, manufacturing the products here in Seattle. And of course, we are working together with the University Seattle here, yeah, where Dr. Pollock is also located, and with others in Europe. We have distributors in different countries all over the world. Yeah, you can connect us. We would guide you to the distributor who is covering in your area. That's basically everything. You you would find us on a lot of other podcasts, yeah, in a lot of other information areas. We are on conferences explaining this to different uh, professionals in the field of performance, uh, medical or prevention areas. Yeah, so there's a good range that you could run into us somewhere. Yeah, perfect. And also, I'll link to some of your social media accounts on the website as well. But mm-hmm. Hans, thank you so much for taking the time for this conversation. As I mentioned before, uh, I was looking to the, for this one all week and did not disappoint. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Boomer. Thank you for having me. And to all the superhumans out there for listening, have an epic day. Superhumans, like I said, one smart cookie. Do you want to see a follow-up episode with Hans? Because before I or actually parted ways with Hans in this conversation, he mentioned the idea of having another episode on proteomics in general. Is that something you'd be interested in? If so, drop me a line at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. I would love to hear from you. If you can go to your favorite podcasting source and just leave us a five-star rating, I really appreciate it. You know, there's been a few new ratings coming up lately, and they're all very helpful in getting the word out. I love seeing what countries they come from, too. It's fascinating. Thank you, guys, and have an epic day.